Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running the sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger boat. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of all I mean, hey, let's hear it for the new intro, right? Do we, do we have a clap track in yet? Oh, I, you know, I have one. I, I'm sure, I like it. Let's see. Oh, I gotta change buttons. Make me change buttons. I Listen, you, you set yourself up. I thought that we were just prepared for things. Okay, new... There you go. Stock clapping noise. Excellent. Yeah, but then I gotta go back to the other one in case you say a certain <laughs> word. I gotta be ready. Well, mess it all what up. happens. <laughs> Just any certain certain Star Wars characters get named, and I get screwed up if I'm not on the right. Uh... Chewbacca. Yeah. The... Oh, no. do I have to do I have to add the Chewbacca noise in there? I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's a next year adventure. Oh my god! I just need, you know, a, a whole complete different goal... keyboard with all the different. The goal is to have a layered desk where one layer is just soundboard. Mm-hmm. And oh, you have sure. all the buttons labeled already, so you just click whatever you need. Yeah, that is the goal. That, that's the dream, to just have a soundboard with every sound in it, and you can just pull yes. up those. Yes. There was, did you, did you ever have that app on your phone? Like, there was like a soundboard app like that. Uh, like when I was in like middle school. I, I mean, yeah, it's probably a de- over a decade ago. But yeah, it just, it just had like all the different yeah. sound effects on it. And then eventually it's like yeah. no longer supported by iPhone iOS. or Apple, iOS, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, welcome. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, We've had our Christmas break as we normally do. And uh, Kev still has a couple of 
couple of business items he's taking care of this week. So uh, it's just going to be the sandwich and I uh, taking you through all the news that's uh, geek to print here. Welcome back to the West Coast Scott Witch. West Coast Scott Witch 3? This is West Coast yeah. Scott Witch 3 uh, Dream Warriors, right? There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, and a new intro. I, I promised a new intro for the new year. So, you know, we're looking for, for feedback on the new intro. Probably a little long, I'm assuming that, uh, but Kev's going to say it's too long. I like it. It's got lots of fun clips in it. Uh, you can call the GVM line and give us the feedback. At 201-730-2547. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, reach out to us on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's GeekStuffTNG and all those places uh, over on the website, GeekStuffTNG.com. Uh, if you want to support us over on Patreon, it's Patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. For a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. For $3 a month, you get the Early Bird Special, which is the show and the prep sheet, just as soon as we're done recording them. We are also are having a change to our recording schedule this year. So typically, the sh we would record early in the week and... The early bird special would get it early in the week, and then we would post the shows on Fridays. I think it's going to change. The show's going to get posted on Mondays, so the early bird folks should be getting it uh, Friday or Saturday uh, there. And then uh, $5 a month gets you the bonus round, right? That's the vintage episodes of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff, as well as other bonus shows like The Sandwich Shop that we would do from time to time. And then for $10 a month, you can watch us live and direct on the Instagram Live when Kev oh, yeah. is with us. Yes. I As you spoke it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have that right now. It's, we don't have the the technological capabilities to string together three iPads with duct tape and a dream and uh, make everything look pretty. Two, two tin the... cans and a string between them. That's that's what we can accomplish. Yeah. So, so this this is actually being filmed on the first ever cross continental uh, can with string. I'm in my room with my can on a string. Scott's on his room with a can on a string. I hope the audio sounds good through our cans for you. That's right. We unrolled the world's largest ball of twine in yes, between. Yes, we used it. Yeah. We said we'd give it back at some point. It's going to be a bitch to roll that thing back up. It's not our problem. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to give it to him rolled back up. Just here's the string in a big pile. Yeah, and you guys yeah. make it back into the You guys can figure it out. You do it again. That's right. What uh, else you got to do? That's right. That's it. Tourist attractions. Have you ever seen the second largest ball of twine or any any roadside attractions? I think the only roadside attraction I've seen, and maybe it's because, like, in, I don't know, I'm against them. I saw there's that giant elephant in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That was, like, a thing. Um, and there was a, uh, a way less known one. In Pennsylvania, there's a rock that says freedom. Freedom but rock. But it says free, and then capital D, Dom. So when I was going out to college, and it said free Dom, I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> Do you have a picture of you next to this rock? Uh, no, we've been meaning to drive out there, but it's it's a it's in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. You mm -hmm. know, the Tucky of Pennsylvania. For those who don't know, Pennsylvania has a Tucky, Pennsylvania, which is the non-Pittsburgh, non-Philadelphia regions of the state are called Pennsylvania. Because if you didn't know you're in Pennsylvania, you're somewhere deep in country. And that's where all the like the, the Pennsylvania Dutch are there, right? That's where you can get. Yeah, uh, the the Dutch, the Amish. Yeah. Um. An occasional college that looks like it kind of just got dropped from the sky. It's like, oh, look, education. <laughs> just in the middle of the state. The uh, first time I drove out to college, my mom, we got in the car, and the GPS says, in 258 miles, make a right. And she got really <laughs> mad at me. She said, why didn't you go to college closer? And I said, well, mom, I have to live my dream. And then I flunked out. But that's a story for another time, folks. We have news. <laughs> yeah, I will not hear that story. Uh, let's see. So... Uh, what gets announced at the beginning of every year is the public domain uh, announcements, right? So remember, 
Uh, this show also owns the publicdomainiverse.com, so we're going to put something up over there, but what do you think went into the public domain this year? You were just mentioning one before we started the show. So I, so I knew for a fact, one of them being Metropolis. I've seen a couple things about that. There's actually, um, at the comic shop near my house, I saw some Metropolis merch. Uh, I'm not huge on Metropolis. I don't really know what it is, but I know it's a thing. I mean, I think it's considered like the first science fiction film. I mean, it had like a, a robot in it. And, and I mean, you know, and it was made, you know, 100 years ago. So, uh, so yeah, Metropolis directed by Fritz Lang. And let's see, The Jazz Singer, the first feature length film uh, with synchronized dialogue. Hmm. Uh, a few Is Sherlock other Holmes like, public domain now? Sherlock Holmes, at least the, the first the first book, right? The the case book yeah. of Sherlock Holmes. So that's where that's where public domain becomes tricky. Right, like somebody was saying, in a few more years, like Batman will be in the public domain, Superman yes. will be in the public domain, but only like as it was at the time, right? So yeah. Like, so is it like the essentially the '30s version of right, right? So like, I, I was reading an article about it. And it said like, okay, yeah, Superman goes in the public domain like he was in the first Action Comics, for example. And this is not for a few years now, but when it happens, well. Kryptonite wasn't in that, so you can't use Kryptonite. You can't use Lex yeah. Luthor. You know, you can only use what was in that version of it. So just like, and then you have to watch to not, I guess, rip on stuff like you would, because it would make sense. Like, oh, well, based on what I know about Superman, I would do this. No, you can't. That is not in public domain yet, right? Which is really interesting. So, that's, like, so it's like, uh, like when you think about, well, because in a couple more years, Mickey Mouse will be in the public domain, right? Yes. But Wait, it'll be black and white Mickey, I guess, then? Yeah, like like as he looked in Steamboat Willie and all that. But so then yeah. the other thing is, though, so copyright is different than trademark, right? Yeah. So the trademark, they they may be able to get you on a trademark violation even if they can't get you on a copyright violation. So those are, uh, those are other yeah. things to consider. And just like we were talking about last year, um, uh, how Winnie the Pooh is in yeah. the public domain. But as he looked in the A.A. Milne books, right? So if you put him in like a red uh, shirt and he's kind of uh, chubby, that's the Disney version of Winnie the Pooh and that will get you sued. If he looks like the kind of beat up ragdoll from, yeah. from, you know, so it's all about, that's very important too. But I mean, you know, there's some some big name author stuff is going to be going into the public domain. So yeah, the casebook of Sherlock Holmes, um, Ernest Hemingway's Men Without Women, William Faulkner's Mosquitoes, Agatha Christie's The Big Four, uh, Her Herbert Ashbery, The Gangs of New York. I wonder if that has anything to do with. Yeah, the I movie, read that, and I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to ask the question. Like, is that related, or is it just a? Because I never heard of the book. Obviously, I've seen the movie. I really like the movie. Um, that's interesting, though. So it, a lot of it, interesting stuff. So it's, if it's if you think about it, like mm -hmm. uh, a Christmas Carol has been in the public domain for a long time. That's why there's so many versions of The Christmas Carol, because nobody has to pay for the rights to the story, because the story yeah. is fair game, right? That's what public domain means. So, you know, as, like, Hemingway novels and start going into the public domain, you're going to see The Sun Also Rises, and, you know, and For Whom the Bell Tolls, you'll still see people making new versions of the movie, because they don't have to pay the rights for the story. Same thing goes with music, right? Over on the music list, right, there's... uh. Putting on the Ritz by Irving Berlin, right? Made famous by uh, Young Frankenstein. Have you seen Young Frankenstein? Uh, 
I think I think I have, but I don't remember gosh darn thing about it. <laughs> that was the song that the the monster sang to prove that he was he could be civilized was putting on the Ritz. But <laughs> so yeah, so so I mean again, public domain uh, is an interesting concept that that you know the work. I, and I guess basically it's about a hundred years, right? A little like I think it's maybe ninety five years or something like that. Yeah, because like just look, I looked at Gans in New York, which apparently the movie was adapted from the book that came out in nineteen twenty seven, i.e. ninety six. But yeah, I guess that's why it's coming out now. It's ninety five years ago. So, and I think it's interesting. There aren't they making a Gangs of New York like series or? I heard like, that. I thought. I so thought we talked about that briefly. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if like. When they did the movie Gangs of New York, they had to pay for the rights to the story. But maybe they're like, "Oh, by the time yeah. the series comes out, we'll no, you know, we're going to save the cost of paying, for, you know, for the rights." Which is crazy to think. You know that movie was twenty years ago, <laughs> which is nuts because it doesn't look like it was twenty years ago. It yeah, like, it looks. Re- I mean, maybe because you know, it's not like they need to do like CGI for that kind of movie. But you know, it's it's an interesting. It's interesting to think that movie is only twenty years old. Yeah. It, I, I feel like it came out. I mean, I was six when it came out oh my god um. <laughs> I've, I've been i've been watching a lot of uh like sopranos clips and yes. it's like that, that's, that's a long time ago too on my feeds recently yeah. a lot of sopranos clips which i'm not complaining about i love sopranos oh yeah i, I, I it's really see there's so many clips popping up it, it's on, on the tiktok feed right the sopranos clips yes. are popping up and the more you watch them the more they pop up on your feed right yeah and, and so that's the problem is like now i keep seeing so many sopranos clips that i like want to Go rewatch Sopranos. I don't have time for that. Nobody's got time to rewatch. Oh something. no, my friend wants to do that because of all the clips that I've been circling again. Um, I'm not against it, but it's not in a bad way. It's a big commitment because there's a lot of content, and then you have to talk to yourself at the end and say, "Do I watch what was it called? Season many six? Saints in Newark? Oh, Many Saints in Newark. First, oh yeah, the latest. I, the later seasons are okay. I mean, it's hard to compare. The first couple seasons are just like masterful television. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like anything, anything with the first two or three seasons is good. You know, it's hard to keep up that, you know, A rating. But it didn't fall off as bad as some other things, which we've definitely talked about on the show. Yeah. So I am happy with Sopranos overall series. Still. Stay tuned for our new podcast, Sandwiches and Sopranos. <laughs> you ready to rewatch uh, Sopranos rewatch? See, I would do that over Shogun. <laughs> Uh, I could be down for if I had the time, I would love to do it. And my friend that I mean, again, I told this, I mentioned this before, but when, uh, and it's, it's, it's been like five, six years ago now, uh, yeah. when they made the announcement that they were going to revive Twin Peaks with a season three after 25 years. And, you know, and I liked Twin Peaks in the, uh, you know, when it was on, and my, my buddy did, and we talked about it. And like, so we literally did a podcast where we rewatched all of Twin Peaks leading up to it premiering on, on Showtime. And it was like, and I look at it, I, I saw it in my time hop. It's like literally five or six years ago. Oh, here's this new episode of Twin Peaks. And I'm just like, and what was best about that is I hung out with my friend for, you know, an hour every week as we did this, you know, silly podcast. You know what I mean? Because like if, yeah. if in this day and age, everybody's so busy, especially right now, kids and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you need an excuse to go do something with your friends, you know, like yeah. to go out and have lunch with, with my friend, he works, I work. Like we literally have to put it on the calendar and make a point to do it. If you just go, Oh yeah, we should do this again soon. Literally six months will go by and you just haven't even seen that. That's my life right now. So anyway, um, on the one last note on the copyright, uh, and public domain, did you hear about the AI generated comp 
comic book? No. I love it's AI generated. I love everything AI generated because it's so cool. Well, that's the whole, there's a whole big argument right now, right? Have you seen those like where you get your, your avatar, it'll take pictures of you and then yeah. the AI will draw you in whatever yeah. style. And apparently the, the problem is that the, what the AI is really doing is going and looking at real artists style. Yeah. It's, ripping it's off like their aggregating style. a style based off of everything it's found essentially. Yeah. So, so actual artists are not thrilled about this but then i guess this is the guy wrote the story but had ai do the art and so the court is basically saying well the art is not copyrightable because a person didn't create it mm. which is interesting and i yeah. don't think that it's official i think it's going through the courts right now but that's kind of that is the question you know okay i, I think yeah oh, yeah go ahead the only way I could even see it reasonably saying you could copyright the AI's art is if somehow you made the AI. Right. If right. you found I, some I own the AI program, doesn't mean yeah. that I own the content. But if I created the AI, maybe I could say I exactly. created the content. Exactly. Then you only you have feet to stand on. If you just download a program and had to make art for you, you downloaded a program. Thus, the program, the guy who made that program has a has a bigger say in it than you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, but I could also see that, you know, if I if I buy a machine that makes bread, yes, I own the bread to sell the bread, right? It's my bread to sell. You can't just come and take the bread and go, well, you just yeah. bought the machine. You don't own what it makes. <laughs> but, now, although but, but, I also have to put ingredients yeah, in the bread. It's, it's more complicated. I get what you're saying, and I agree with that point. But, I mean, it's that's why all of these things, if you'll notice, like all this public domain stuff was posted to the Duke law page. Yeah. It's from Duke Law. <laughs> Two jabronis using string and a can can't really suss it out. That's why we have professionals to do that. If you're professionals in the program, call us at, uh, oh, my God, 201. Let's in the matrix. <laughs> call the GVM line. 201. No, 7302547? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You're glitching again. Sandwich is yeah, glitching. No. The GVM line is 201. 7302547. There you go. I knew you I could need, do it. I, you know what it is? I need the I need the song to it. <laughs> I have a like two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Yeah. I need the song. If I just say it, it's like, oh, that sounds foreign and strange. It's not in the we right also have, We also have an email at geeksoftng at gmail.com. If you're a professional in any of this, you know, we always ask for you. We'd love to hear from you. Also submit your uh, AI drawings of Winnie the Pooh on a uh, on a Fighting Conan, right? Isn't that wasn't that the Conan writing the Conan the Conan movie. the Barbarian writing Winnie the Pooh, right? That's the that's and they the might logo. be a fighting tigger if you're creative. Yeah, we take all forms of creativities. Creativity is key. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's see, let's do this. Oh my goodness! Geek stuff. What's in the news? So you did you hear about Jeremy Renner? So I'm hearing about it now as I read the article. So did he get like T-boned or something by a snowplow? I feel like maybe maybe he fell off it or something. Like it, it seemed like he was out plowing snow and then got jacked up on the snowplow somehow. But he definitely got pretty jacked up. Like like very like could have killed him. Which is nuts. Blunt chest trauma. So, but he seems to be doing okay. I mean, he's awake and out of surgeries and all that That's kind of stuff. Dude. So we almost lost Hawkeye. Yeah, no. The most important crazy. Avenger. Oh. 
had my favorite solo show from an Avengers main character. Hawkeye show was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, no, because he's the only one who had a solo show. Oh, from the Avengers. So you don't count She-Hulk as a as a solo show. Well, it's not an Avenger. Not an Avenger. All right. Until she becomes an Avenger, and then it'll still be Hawkeye. <laughs> well, and then I heard they, they they did a big push at Christmas to like rewatch Hawkeye, like it's a, like it's a Christmas classic because it did take place over Christmas. I I watched it with my girlfriend. I started it during the holidays. We didn't get to finish it though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. I barely, I, I did get out to see uh, Black Panther, but we'll we'll save that till Kev's back so we can talk about it. But did you get to see Black oh, Panther yet? No. Um, I did see a wonderful Christmas film that I would love to plug right now if we have a minute. Go ahead. I think it was called Violent Night. It had oh. David Harbour as Santa Claus. Right. Oh my God. It is so over the top violent and just fun. It was so great. You it. Maybe watch it's. I know it's past the holidays, but if you have the time to watch it and accept that it's a Christmas film and went out in January, watch it. It was phenomenal. So now, what's the premise? Is he just like a a store Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, or he is actual he is Santa, Santa Claus, Claus <laughs> who's like been doing it for a while and like kids just want iPads, and so he's like you know he like drinks a lot now and is like tired of doing this the Santa Claus shit, <laughs> and. He gets to a house to deliver presents, and while he gets to the house, um, it's full of, like rich people, and they get invaded by like mercenaries who want their money. <laughs> so he has to kill the mercenaries to help the family, and it's it's like home. It's like a super violent Home Alone. There's even Home Alone traps in one point. It's it's just it's a great film. It was perfectly corny. Like perfectly magically corny, and you know, just David Harbour had an excellent performance as old drug Santa Claus. That's funny. Okay, all right, that's good. I mean, yeah, I didn't know exactly. I didn't know that he was if he was actual Santa Claus or like a a store yeah, no, Santa is, Claus or whatever. He okay. is the Santa Claus. Huh. Great film. But great, but you know, like great in the he's not winning an Oscar, but he's great because like it's like Elf. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna watch it every Christmas now. I, you know, I mean, I uh, I finally saw uh, on a, on a plane um, um, not a little while ago now, but I finally saw uh, Bullet Train. That was I heard really good. Things about that too. It I was, wanted to watch that. Yeah, it was super solid, super solid. I mean, it's it's silly, it's ultra violent, but it's kind of goofy violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's like if you like Tarantino movies. I feel like it had a Tarantino flair to it in the, in the storytelling in the in the violence. Um, you know, it maybe looked a little cleaner than a Tarantino, like like higher budget than Tarantino. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I really I really like it. Tarantino fan. Good good characters, good acting. Uh, has Brian Tyree Hill in it? You know who? I mean, do you know who that is? Is that the um? Is that Pietro or is that someone else? No, he um. I mean, so he's on the show. I know, I know, I know that guy who plays Pietro's in it. And and yeah, that's the other one. That so so it's, it's those those two are like oh, their so, partners. Yeah, no, him and his friend. I saw. That. I know the I know the actor you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't know his name. Is the it's the um, is he in Hot Tub Time Machine? No, no, he just looks like that guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he well, he's in. He's one of the cast of Atlanta, right? Donald Glover's show. Um, he's been in a few other things. He's he's just he's a really good actor. He's kind of blowing up right now. So yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, just all those all those folks are, are good. I really I really had a good time with that. So um, there's another uh, movie in the news. All right, so when I say Romeo and Juliet, do you think of the Leonardo DiCaprio version? What version so, do like, you think of? 
So I saw, I think that was one that came out like the seventies or something like that. Nineteen sixty. I saw that one first. Okay. And then I saw uh, Romeo and Juliet with the Leo and and the uh, who was the girl? I don't think she's nearly as big as Leo, but I have seen that one. I like the other one more because uh, when they're when they're dueling with you know when when they're speaking Iambic pentameter with guns, it threw me off a little bit. It's a little it was a little extra corny for me, but for Romeo and Juliet, it makes sense. Well, that was that, that was the whole point of the Leo one was right. They they said we were going to play the Shakespeare script word for yeah. word. Yeah. But set it in modern day, right? That was the whole challenge of that yeah. version of it. So, yeah, so the 68 version, did you see it in school? Yes. Okay, so I did too. You in high school. I did too. Um, oh, you guys went to the theater to see it? <laughs> no, it was it was on VCR. It was a very early VCR. That, that plays oh, okay. into the story. But so um, the stars of that one uh, are suing over the nude scene in that movie that they were taken advantage of that they first of all now she yeah now she's 71 she was 15 at the time oh okay yeah fair and then i think and i think the romeo was i think 17 at the time but both of them were told that they would not that they wouldn't actually be nude on in the film and then they were kind of pressured pressured slash forced into it so at least that's that's the suit that's the the allegation right so they're suing over it so it is quite a bit later but i but i have to tell so yeah, go ahead. They, oh, they're suing Paramount for it. Yeah, they're they're suing the studio. That the director's dead. Um, so you like, I don't know who they're suing. Wait, so he only died only three years ago. Yeah. So I mean, if they were earlier, if they pulled the trigger earlier. They could have, you know. Yeah, I don't know if there's a statute of limitations on on that kind of stuff, but but so here's my story about the nude scene in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's like eighth grade when we're reading Romeo and Juliet. Yes. VCRs are a new-ish technology at this point, right? New age. <laughs> uh, and so, but so, so the teacher said, and, and she was a first year teacher. This, this is her first year, like not student teaching, right? So she's a brand new English teacher. She's pretty young. Um, and she goes, okay, there's a certain point in the movie where I'm going to have to stop it. So I'm just going to let you guys know I'm going to have to stop it, blah, blah, blah. So it gets close to that point. She walks up, you know, and you know what the TV, they roll, you know what it's like in school. They roll the TV in on the, on the big thing. It's got the VCR and all that stuff. So she goes, she hits stop. She hits fast forward. She hits stop. She hits play. And then she turns around and starts walking back to her desk. And she did not hit fast forward long enough. Literally, Juliet turns over. She's topless. Romeo jumps on top of her and starts, you know, doing what he was doing. And a room full of eighth graders, boys and girls, erupted into this laughter. I, I just, I'll never forget it. And she freaks out, goes running back to the TV, trying to block the screen and hit and hit stop and everything. And I mean, you know, and then, I mean, she turned beet red. She's like, I am so sorry. You know, I mean, she's worried that she's going to lose her job. I mean, you know, yeah. but I mean, it, nobody in that class was offended. We were all, it was just such a, it was such a shock. But it's also <laughs> like, it's a pretty... Like for the way that it started, it's a relatively yeah. aggressive nude scene. Like he just like leaps on top of her, it's like ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just th- that is always my my memory of Romeo and Juliet, nineteen sixty eight, and you know eighth grade I, and I that think, teacher. That's I, I all think I remember. by the time I had gotten to it, they had mastered. Um, they probably had trained teachers. Like here's where you're gonna start. Stop it. Here's where you're gonna start it. Because I didn't honestly, I never went back to watch the film. I imagine it's a fine film, but I only watched it once in high school because I had to, and I got a you know a day off of school to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's a good version of the film. I think the difference was up until that point, the 1968 yeah. version, 
Um, typically, when you would do Shakespeare, you would do it with very experienced actors. So yeah. then they weren't age appropriate for the role, right? Because Romeo yeah. and Juliet are supposed to be kids. So this was the first time a big production used younger actors. And then, of course, then they, you know, create child porn. I mean, but yeah. uh, I mean, it yeah. is what it is. So, so I, yeah, it'll be interesting to follow that lawsuit so long after the fact. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, my my question is, and this is not me. I understand, you know, it maybe it takes a lot of time for people to process things. Like, was it something they had thought about doing, and now you know, it just this they decided to pull the trigger on it. Once again, I'm no no way saying they shouldn't do it. They totally should. It's totally messed up. It was so young that it's happening. But I just wonder, you know what. You know what was the was it just like a like a fear situation? Was it like oh I don't care, but you realize they did. You know it's it's an inter- it's going to be interesting to see if that ever comes out. Like what was the reason for such a long time? Because I mean you said she was fifteen, she's seventy one now. It was sixty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's interesting. So the lawsuit was filed under a California law temporarily suspending the statute of limitations for child sex abuse, which is oh, like, so okay. so. Basically, California took away the statute of limitations, which gave them the opportunity to do it. So maybe they had ah. been considering it for a while, and now they have the opportunity because the laws in California are oh, changing. Oh, shit. So, Good so, on you, yeah. California. So we'll see. Let's see what else. Uh, let's see if we talk about... Uh, let's do some of those quick hits, some quick hits that Kev likes to talk about here. Yes. Um, I've got a, a line of things about Jurassic Park. Uh, well, about that's Jurassic Park related, right? First of all, uh, did you see the director of Jurassic World basically said there shouldn't even been a franchise. This should have just been one and done. <laughs> and he's on he's the director of number six in a in a series saying that it shouldn't even have been a second one. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Then don't do the job. Yeah. If you feel that way, then don't. You you obviously felt enough that you wanted to make the film. That you cared enough to, for there to be a six. So I don't know. You know. Uh, it's probably because, you know, I don't think the movie did great. It did good, but I don't think it did great. If you cared so much that it should have been one, don't do six. <laughs> you know, just food for thought. What yeah. do I know? And then and then uh, other articles related to that that have been in, my, uh, in the prep sheet for a while. Uh, not only did they ask Bryce Dallas Howard to lose weight for the film, they also paid uh-huh. her way less than Chris Pratt. So yeah, just, that's just I mean, standard I've, Hollywood, right? Make, yeah. make the women lose like, weight. I, I, wish I, I wish I could say something on that, but I mean, that's almost a horribly stock standard situation that we've heard where, you know, the, the, the male lead gets paid way more. Even if the girl, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard, it's not like she's some fucking slouch. Like, she does a lot of stuff, she's, she, you know. She's actually, a, a, I mean, as good of an actress, she's a, she's a great director. I mean, you know, she's, exactly. she's killing it over on Mandalorian, right? I mean, her episodes of Mandalorian and Boba Fett are like the best ones. She's yeah. just, she's just really killing it over there. So, uh, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, if you listen to uh, Chris Pratt do his voice in Super Mario, I mean, maybe he's earning the money. I mean, can I be mad about that yet? About his voice for Super Mario? Can I, mean, I, I think, be mad about that yet? Or do we have to wait till it comes out? Oh no! I think everybody's already it? mad about it. I think I think we're okay to be mad about it. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> My God. Oh my god! I, you know, like I was hoping, you know, in the vein of Sonic, that you know, okay, we get a decent video game movie, won't be so bad. Chris Pratt, I'm like, all right, you know, Chris Pratt's a decent actor. Um, I have no hope. I have no hope anymore. 
I wanted Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Like I got on the Wii. It was a great video game. I wanted that in real life. Crossover. Crossover. I wanted, Mario I wanted the crossover we were all asking for. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games won. And then they go to the Winter Olympics. It's going to be great. But you ruined it, Chris Pratt. You ruined my dream. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Huh? Isn't that like, what's what's the one that where everybody's, is Smash Smash Brothers? Is like Smash where, Brothers. where just yeah. every every character from all the different games is just there. Yeah, every, everyone fights. They've got to the point now where they just, you know, the most recent game just has literally everyone. And then they, you know, just keep throwing more. You know, <laughs> it's fun. So, uh, we'll talk more about video game movies uh, in the second half when we get to the video game segment, I think. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a bunch of video, <laughs> there's a lot of video game uh, not just video games, but media content around yeah. video games that's getting ready to come out. So, so we'll we'll hold off that to the second segment, uh, second half of the show. Uh, okay, you're, you're an Avatar, right? I am an Avatar. H- have you seen the new Evader movie or or no? I'm trying to get to see it so bad. I I haven't had time to get to it, but I have time this weekend to go see it. So I'm gonna try to get to see it this weekend. All right, so then we can talk. I mean, I haven't seen it, and I don't really. I don't care. I just don't care. I've heard, like I think that was the last time, I heard it was visually as stunning as it was the first time. Like that same level of like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That same kind of evoking feeling. Um, I know the story is simple from what I heard too, where it's like, you're not really, you don't have to think a lot for this movie. You <laughs> have to enjoy the pretty pictures and it's a pretty d- easy plot. Um, also, I think we've talked about this. There's like a 10 year plan for three more movies. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, based on where this ends and what I've heard is is happening already, where this goes. Well, because... I'll say this. It, it seems likely because it already beat Top Gun, right? Yes. It are, so, I mean, Leo, we've been talking all year about how good Top Gun has been doing. It just continues to make money, make money, make money, and Avatar's already beat it. So, yeah. okay. I mean, so if you're just looking at a moneymaker, I mean... We talked about this on the last show of the last year, right? Cameron, every time he makes a movie, everybody's like, oh, this is never going to work. This is crazy. He's doing something nobody, nobody's ever done before. And then, boom, Titanic, biggest movie ever. You know, uh, And then he goes and does Avatar. Oh, he's spending so much money. Oh, my God. Boom, biggest movie ever. You know, and So now there's Avatar yeah. 2. T- everybody's like, oh, it's 10 years later, whatever. Boom, it top, beats Top Gun Maverick in, you know, in, in a weekend, in, in a week, you know, whatever it is. So from financially... You cannot argue with success, right? Financially, yeah. it's a financial success. But like you said, the story is not great. And then really, have you, have you heard about the, the Native American pushback? Like literally calling for a boycott? That he's basically no. just he's basically just taking a Na- the Native American story and co-opting it to, you know, the Navi. I mean, you know, he's just... Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, like, there's, there's some... There's some pushback, some calls to boycott that. But, I mean... I don't know. As I'm saying, go ahead. Go ahead. You say. You talk. I I think in my mind, and you know, this might sound controversial. I mean, it's. I understand that he he's definitely ripping on that. I don't think it's a reason to boycott. In my opinion, and I could totally be wrong. And I, you, I, I understand. It might sound controversial. I think it's just a story. I don't like. They're giant blue people. They're nine feet tall. Yeah. They they ride dragons. Like, right, and it, it's it's a story of some other force coming in with greater technology and trying yes. to push out the the natives, right? Yes. So that's the that's the general story, and that is that does mirror the experience of the Native Americans, yes. but maybe it's you know, 
but I get I, I haven't seen it, but I do know that. There I was mean, a there, lot of there, there have been a thousand it. stories that have told that same pattern. It, it's not Avatar will not be the last time a Native American or Native or like a tribal tr- uh, story is invaded by, you know, some technologically advanced race of people you know what i mean it's it's a story that is as old as time it'll be being told because it is fun to root for you know the natives yeah yeah so controversial sandwich yeah yeah that's it so okay so you're gonna see it this week yes i'm gonna go see it this weekend all right well you have to let us know how, how what you think because i don't i don't even know when it comes out it, when am i gonna have three hours to sit around and watch this movie like I don't even well, have time to watch stuff I really want to see, much less something that what, I don't really so care what, about. When did Black Panther come out? Um, I mean, November, right? Yeah, late November, and it took me it took me it, a month to get to that. It comes out on Disney Plus the first of February, right? So, math, I'm gonna say probably April or March. I'm gonna imagine it, unless it does wonderful and they don't want to put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, which I could see. I think the earliest we're probably going to expect it is April, maybe May. Right. Well, and remember what the other thing was. They said, oh, it's too long. Yeah. And they said, so you can't sit through it without having to pee, but you don't want to miss anything. And what Cameron said was, oh, don't worry about it. Go pee whenever you want because you'll catch whatever you miss when you see it the second time. Like just kind of assuming that everybody's going to go see this twice. So first of all, who has time to watch the same movie twice, much less in theaters? Go spend 20 bucks three hour twice. A three-hour movie. <laughs> So that's very presumptuous of, of uh, well, James Cameron. You know what? I, I do think Avatar might be one of a few films who have the benefit of name that enough people will see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you it's know, clearly like it, it's it's, successful. You know, it's, you know, it's Avengers. If there's an Avenger film coming out, people will see it just because it is an Avenger film. True. Way more than they'll see Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Ant-Man is still in that vein, but Avengers versus you know, Ant Man is different. It's there's a name recognition attached to that, right? And, so you're saying that some people skip the the side characters and they wait until it's the big team up movie and then they come back. Oh yeah, just for that. I feel like I I feel like that's something that people definitely do because it wouldn't make sense if you think about it, you know these movies make billions of dollars yeah because it's the big team up. So I'm gonna see it. I might see it more than once. And Avatar is hey we haven't had any content in ten years. <laughs> you know maybe I'll see it twice. Right. Maybe that's what he's banking on, which I mean, he's already made enough money. It might, it's probably happening to a degree. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say this just kind of going, going back to black Panther since we, since we mentioned it, um, you know, I, I didn't realize going in that it was going to be, I don't know if this is considered spoilers or not, but I mean, I, I know, you know, I just didn't realize it was going to be a female led picture, like completely. Like uh-huh. there's really only only Namor, only Namor is and the then, only is the only kind of male main character. Yeah, and um, Martin Freeman's like CIA agent guy. Yeah, but he's not that key to the story. He's just there. And Mbaku is just there. And Mbaku is just yeah. I mean, he, and he's got a couple of good lines, but he by no means this movie is carried by you know Shuri yeah. and uh, Riri and um, and the mom, yeah. right? Uh, so I just didn't realize, which is great. I mean, again, you know, talking about representation, talking about, uh, you know, good roles for women and, and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't assume they, that. Um, but they talked about, I saw a thing released about what the film would have been if Chadwick had um, 
you know, not unfortunately passed. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It's, it's vastly different, apparently, from what they had planned versus what we got because it was supposed to be like after he blipped. Uh, the spoilers. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's only past spoilers at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So the kid that uh, him and Nikia, I think, is the. Oh yeah, that's the big spoiler. That is the. Yeah. That is yeah. the spoiler of the movie. That's the end of the yeah. movie. So you just, yeah. So you are giving yeah. away the end of the movie. You haven't seen it. Hold on. Hold on. Do I have it? Play it beforehand. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Warning. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. Now, now do I have to go back and edit that so that that comes before? Go ahead. Unfortunately. Black Panther spoilers. <laughs> um, so the kid was supposed to have been born while he was blipped away. And he would come and she would have remarried to some Haitian guy. And he would have come back. And then now she's like, oh, go with your dad for a summer. It was supposed to be about the kid going to Wakanda for the summer to see his dad, T'Challa, and like, the child having to save the world with the kid there yeah, was supposed to be the idea. And it was supposed to be about like, you know, the father and son dynamic. Whereas the first movie is about T'Challa and his father. Now it's about T'Challa being a father yeah. it was supposed to be the second film. So it's a shame we didn't get to do that, obviously. Yeah. And so they saved that for the after credits. Like yeah. that's just like, Oh, you know, here's a secret, you know, it, which has nothing to do with the rest of the movie at all. That's just the after credits yes. in the movie. Do you know? So I'll plot? be interested I know enough. Yeah. My friends told me about I just, it. I know I was gonna like. I know I was gonna have time to see it, so I needed someone to tell me yeah. what they saw. I, I mean, I, I liked the I liked the Namor story. I don't know if it has anything at all to do with his comic book. I backstory. heard it was heavily adjusted, but what we have to remember is this is like everything else in comics, a separate universe yeah. in the multiverse, so things will be different. Yeah. My- so. You know, it won't be exactly the same as we wanted. To be my before. my only my only problem with the the back, you know, so I always thought that you know it's Namor was Atlantis, right? Like they've been around forever down there. Yes. So they kind of that that's taken away a little bit. Yes. Uh, but then the other thing is like the uh, you know Namor's people kind of do the siren song, right? Like they like sing and people just kind of walk off the boats into the water to their deaths, right? And I'm yeah. like, well, if they have only been around for a few hundred years or a hundred years or so or whatever then it doesn't make sense for there to be myths of the sirens. But if they had been around forever, then then you would say, oh, well, that's where the sirens come from, right? You know yeah. what I mean? So that that I kind of, I like, it was Namor an interesting was thing. But like considered, there was like a thing for a while. He was like the oldest mutant. Like he was supposed to be like around for a while, I feel like. Yeah, the fir- like the first mutant. I mean, and all yeah. of that still, like it, with this origin story, that all works. It's just, they were, their whole species was created you know, give or take for three, three, 400 years ago. I don't remember yeah. exactly the time frame. I think it was like the 1500s, but, um, so again, it's just, you know, it's only that callback to the siren song that goes all the way back to Greek mythology, yeah. but they haven't been around since the time of the Greeks. That's the only thing. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like they put that in there cause they thought it would be cool, but it's like, there's no basis for it. It doesn't, it didn't, it took me out of it. Yeah. Once I learned the backstory. I and I also hope we don't lose Namor in the MCU shuffle of titles mm-hmm. because he is a character I really like. 
and I really like that actor. I've seen him in another show before that I really liked. Definitely he's on a Marvel show, but it's a, it was a show I liked. Um, Narcos Mexico. Um, right. For those of you who are into that kind of stuff. Um, he He's a phenomenal actor, so it would be a shame to lose him uh, in this shuffle because they keep adding new characters and they keep going back and forth to things. So I just hope that it's not something where you know, we don't see him for five, ten years or five years even because five years he's dead essentially yeah. not dead in character but dead in like hype because no one almost is like oh cool namor's here Whereas, yeah. oh cool namor's here you know which is what i feel like we need to go for for a character like namor who has to an actual like you know the people who are like more deeper into the lore he has big name recognition namor is a big important character he's supposed to be yeah i feel like he can and should come back with um maybe in the in the fantastic four movie because whatever's gonna It'll be an earth threatening uh, yeah. uh type of threat. And I heard it's gonna be Annihilus, by the way, which would be cool. Oh yeah. Um so so we'll see. That'll be interesting. Uh I hope if we do a Fantastic Four soon, I hope we're not wasting Galactus. I don't think they're gonna use him first. Galactus. I don't think they'll use him right out the box. He needs to I think he needs to be the next after Kang, the next big deal scenario. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Did, I am a I am a closet Galactus fan. Galactus, yeah. Did you um, did you see they're teasing that? So, do you think they're going to do a World War Hulk movie? I don't know how. I don't know the the trail for it because the story is so deviated from the comics. Because that, like a lot of the reasons for World War Hulk just don't, wouldn't make sense anymore. Yeah, they they already happened, right? I mean, like it would have happened when he was so, on yeah, Sakaar the first his, time, right? In theory. He would have taken over that planet, gotten married. Scar would have been like in the mom's stomach and then Hulk's ship would have exploded, killing the mom. And then he says, let's go back and fuck shit up. He's already back. He's a normal person. Scar is there. Scar's big thing is trying to kill his dad, not go to a fucking barbecue and be like, oh, hey, this is my son. So a lot of the beats of World War Hulk don't exist right now so that dynamic won't make sense yeah. because what is hulk fighting he takes selfies in diners and dabs and he's now doing dad stuff and it's just cool it's like oh this is my son which i'm still so upset over because scar is such a cool badass character they gave him a douchey haircut and like a half-ass intro because they changed it because she went to go talk to Kevin. I, I'm upset. It makes me upset that we're wasting Hulk's rich lore for nothing. So do you think that they could pick up with him and Scar, then tell a lot of the movie in flashback to what happened when he was on Sakaar? I guess. And then, and then, but then he clearly didn't know about Scar. Yes. So, so you know, that changes things a little bit, but then have some, you know, whatever the reason that they came to get him, you, you know, like, and then, then that's going to come back to be the big, you know, but you can you can get the backstory of what happened in between, bef- before just, Ragnarok, right? Between... Hulk has to fuck up a lot of people for it to genuinely be World War Hulk. Yeah. Because he literally takes over Madison Square Garden and makes the Avengers fight each other. Oh. Beats up the X-Men. Like, he fights... Oh, so like, he's just so like upset that he just comes to, to he Earth takes to everyone mess everything from up. like remember Korg 
mm-hmm. and all them. He takes them with him, and they personally go and they fuck up Earth for like a couple issues. Okay, I didn't know that. Don't and they can't the do that because everyone they've they've made they've bastardized that character and those stories so much. And once again, I am definitely biased because Hulk is my thing. But they've definitely changed a lot of what it can be by making him so respectfully soft. Right. You know, he doesn't have any, you know, edge or like battle angerness. He he wears like, you know, he wears flannels, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's very much like domesticated. So it's hard for there to be, in my mind, a World War Hulk story, which I was super excited for the idea of that, you know, pre-Ragnarok. Because I saw they were setting up, you know, Planet Hulk, which is obviously the lead-in. You know, I was excited for, okay, cool. If we get Planet Hulk right, then we can get World War Hulk, which would have been my my nerdy fantasy. But so, the way we left it does just doesn't make sense. Yeah, see, that's where I wasn't realizing the difference. Like, I'm thinking the Planet Hulk story, but mm-hmm. World War Hulk comes after Planet Hulk, and it's yeah, different. It's, okay. it's the... So it's way if if they had done it right, it could have worked in theory, and I was okay with them not doing it. But doing it now makes even less sense because of how much things have changed. Scar's whole thing for coming to Earth was to kill his father. Right. He hated his dad. He's not like, oh, you left me. My mother died. It's a whole thing. They're supposed to have a big blowout fight, and it's supposed to be a whole big thing. But right now, that doesn't make sense. Because they're so like, unless that fight happened off screen, already happened, and you see that in a before the before the barbecue, right? The barbecue yes. happens yes. after whatever the Planet Hulk movie. Yeah, but they would have to do Planet Hulk, which involves half flashback and half after he leaves Earth in She Hulk before he comes back uh, at the barbecue, yeah. right? It's, I mean, yeah, it... Planet right. Hulk would have it. Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok was supposed to be Planet Hulk. Yeah. But they could they they didn't do a lot of it obviously because they couldn't it's a Thor movie, you know they they tried to shoehorn the Hulk story into the Thor movie, and they really because the idea was supposed to be apparently this big like plot for Hulk developing and they really didn't do much with that because they they had Thor Ragnarok and then they had Infinity War where he just didn't show up because he was scared yeah fine and then they just jumped right to Endgame and it's just like oh, okay cool I had uh, character development. I fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> Off I, screen. I saw a thing that said for Bruce Banner, all those events happened in like two weeks. Yeah. Right? Because from the end of Avengers, he yeah. was Hulk, right? <laughs> from the event of uh from the end of uh what which Avengers movie was it? Uh, uh the the the, 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 uh, the Age of Ultron. Yeah, so from the end of Ultron to Ragnarok, he was Hulk the whole time, so there's no Bruce Banner at all. Yeah, no, literally. And then he comes back in Ragnarok and then immediately goes into uh, Infinity War or Endgame, right? Yeah. Like, so there was no... Yeah, over the course of a two-week span for him, essentially. Yeah, Bruce Banner had a shitty couple of weeks. He fought Ultron, and in his mind, he fought Ultron, and then he fought uh, Thanos, lost. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, so let's see. Let's do some quick hits and wrap up the first segment here on the Sorry. Disney stuff. No, no, it's, it's my fault. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know Hulk is your guy. That's why I wanted to talk about that. Let's see. So, so Aubrey Plaza and uh, Deborah Jo Rupp are both going to be on uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos. Oh, cool. Deborah so, Jo Rupp is the mom from that '70s show, right? Yes. And then Aubrey Plaza. So, and she she was in um she was in the first season of Long Division, right? I think so. 
She was she was one of, she was in the uh, that black and white episode. Yeah, she was one of the one of the locals. One of the locals in, from Jersey in, in the in the city there. Yeah, um, there's still there's talk of uh, Vision White Vision spinoff. So th- I heard that isn't it's called like Vision Quest. I thought I heard. Now I don't know the validity of it, but I heard that something called Vision Quest was supposed to be. I don't know if it's Vision finding himself or the search for Vision, because that is uh, a lead that we haven't touched in. I think it's been. When did that come out? Was that 21 or was that late 20? I forget what might have been 21. So, I mean, it's been two years since, you know, we last saw Vision. Yeah, WandaVision for sure. Is, it was 20. Was it 20? Yeah. I thought it was 21. It, it was, I think, it, no, it was late 20. Wait, no, I'm sorry. It was in 2021, maybe early 2021. Um, Yeah. So it's been a while. I mean, you know, that's a character that we introduced you know, I thought it was great that he was back in WandaVision. And then, you know, understandably, they had to adjust some things because he died. And now we haven't heard anything from him in a while. So, yeah, I would like to see where that's going, especially now that we've done stuff with Wanda since then, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how this affects Vision, if they relate that back, if it's just all about him trying to internally find his identity, you know, like, who am I now? You know, so. Do you think... Do you think WandaVision or Coven of Chaos will lay the groundwork for a redemption arc for Wanda? Bring, bring her back, yeah. basically. She's not dead. No, I, I mean, can tell she she's definitely around somewhere because she's too powerful to be dead. But but a also, rock, a rock can't kill a primordial force. Yeah, you know, but, they, but they made her such an unreasonable villain. Like I don't really like what they did to her. No, in, it was the worst, in, in my opinion, it was the worst part of that film was how they just, like, they gave her all this wonderful character growth, I felt like, and then they just killed it all in the matter of a film yeah. with, because WandaVision, I thought, really showed a lot of, like, character growth and character development in her, you know, accepting, you know, that, accepting loss and moving on from that. That was, like, the whole big points of the film, and then they just kind of, like, oh, she has a dark hold, and now she's sort of evil you know yeah and they and they i mean i guess you could also argue that the dark hold corrupted her and so she's guess, cleansing yeah. you know she's cleansing herself but i mean but she literally murdered people across yeah. countless universes you, you know i mean can you can you come back from that yeah but i mean i don't know i know it'll be interesting to see you know how agatha released all this because i guarantee if agatha hadn't gone so over so well in WandaVision, we wouldn't have gotten this. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a reason she's coming back. We don't know what yet. So that'll be interesting. And I, I do think it's related to Wanda in some way. I don't see how it's not because she's so integral to the story and the universe now. You know, so it's it's you need her for something, you yeah. know. Well, and then also if they if they start her redemption arc and bring her back towards the end of Agatha, then she can yes. show up for Vision Quest, right? Yes. And, 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 you know, potentially if that's a one and done series, just let Wanda and Vision go off and be happy at the end of Vision Quest, right? Well, so I also heard that they might think about bringing Vision's robot family into the fold. Because he has a robot family. So, yeah, that's uh, what? What's their name? Is it Jaconda? What's the, what's the wife? Like the, the, the female version of Vision. I forget. I think the girl's Viv. That's the only one I remember. Because I know in the comics that story went south and then only the daughter was around for a while and vision. Um, so I, I, 
my, one of my first bunch of comics I read involved the daughter was on a superhero team. Um, so I know the daughter it was around. I think that there was like a there was a a boy and a girl, and then the wife in Vision. So that I apparently heard is an angle too. Once again, I would love for all of these to be a thing, and then almost none of them to be a thing because the confusion and and the stuffing of characters into products um, is a lot. Yeah. But it's another reason to sell Funko Pops and action figures. True. So let's see. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, casting news, Margarita Lavivia and Sandrine Holt. I don't even know who those people are. Exciting. Yeah. But I mean, I saw there's some articles from, about uh, from Charlie Cox. He's kind of like, he says it's going to be slightly less gory, maybe. Then, makes uh, sense because we're on Disney Plus. Because it's now. on Disney Plus. But I also saw another thing that said that uh, the Punisher is going to show up in it, and he's not going to be any different than he was in the Punisher show. You know, it might be for the entirety of the show less gory. For the Punisher, it might be like, okay, this is the gore for the season. We're gonna we're gonna leave our gore budget with the Punisher. Yeah, we're gonna, and that makes sense. That makes sense because I mean, again, yeah. I, the the Netflix universe was darker. Oh yeah, than Mar- Marvel Universe, right? So there'll be absolutely a little, a little less. There was know. a lot more violence and you know more death and you know I don't think they swore that much. They might have. I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely more adult, which you know recently with the way that you know they've been doing Disney Plus with the switch to like some things will be TVMA and there'll be a warning about it or something like that. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that I would love for that Punisher to come back because I thought John Berthold was a phenomenal Punisher. I will always stand by that. He was one of my favorite things. All, all of those shows were solid with Iron Fist being the weakest, right? Yeah. I, I mean, but I mean, Jessica Jones was great too. And and, yeah, yeah. and I, I thought uh, I liked Luke Power Cage. Man, Luke Cage was solid. I liked Luke Cage. I liked yeah. his show very much. And and, and, the, and the Punisher show. So, I mean, yeah, they could have just kept going with all of those shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the except, like I wouldn't want to see another Iron Fist solo, but the Defenders was good. You yeah. know, with with yeah, all of them, Heroes for Hire. You put Luke Cage and Iron Fist together, like it's great. We've talked about on the show before. Yeah, Marvel, call me. You can have my idea. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> I'll um, only take all of your money. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't afford you. Uh, it looks like Armor, Armor Wars is going to be a movie instead of a. A series? I, I saw that adjustment, so that'll be interesting, because I think that's the return of... uh, What was the, the guy? Hammer? I think it was Hammer or whatever. Yeah, yeah Justin I was, thinking, I was thinking Army Hammer. I'm like, that's not his name. No, no, he's a cannibal, and he lives in <laughs> he's the, the cannibal. Islands. He's He's the other Marvel villain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, Sam Rockwell can do no wrong, right? He is always great. and But yes. Justin Hammer was so... He was such a good character. My favorite Justin Hammer line, take his shoes, take his shoes. He just, like, he just... He has no power in this situation over Whiplash, you know, because the guy just doesn't give a damn. But all he can do is just take his shoes, just doing something to try to punish this guy that doesn't give a shit. And I thought that was so funny. Um, let's see. So, yes, yeah, so Armor Wars, so that'll be Don Cheadle. I, yeah, I can't get enough of uh, of Justin Hammer. Let's see. Uh, Secret Wars. Let's see. So Loki writer Michael mm-hmm. Waldron is is working on Secret Wars. All right. So, so we'll see. I mean, that's looking. So I wonder. So again, I know the original Secret Wars and Secret uh-huh. Wars Two. That was the Beyonder, where Spider Man got his black suit and all that. That was like in the 
like early 80s. But there was another Secret Wars after that, right? Do you know the so, plot yeah. of that one? Was that see? Wasn't that the one? Because I remember, I think there was like a scroll invasion. That's that Secret, Secret Invasion, Wars? and that one's also the Secret being, Invasion. That one's also being worked on. Yeah, I don't know what Secret Wars. I know Secret Invasion. Then because I thought that was I thought that was Secret Wars. Was Secret Invasion? Yeah. So Secret Wars was you know this cosmic entity, the Beyonder, took all the heroes and all the villains off of Earth and brought them to Battle World and just you know let them fight Go. it out like like they were his yeah. action figures. Like that was basically the. Yeah. the premise of it so um so i'll be interested to see secret wars uh what do you think of recasting thunderbolt ross with harrison ford so i like it because in my mind the way harrison ford is crotchety um, old man with a mustache crotchety old man with a mustache fits the idea of what i want for a red hulk the thing is i think it's also good because if we're moving it in the way of Red Hulk, where he's stuck as Hulk and like sort of eternally CGI'd now, mm-hmm. I think he gets stuck when he sh- when he turns into Red Hulk. Um, it's great because Harrison Ford can just do voice work and occasional mocap, right. so he doesn't have to get hurt or break an arm or anything because he can just be in a studio a couple hours a week. Or if they do Red Hulk, Harrison Ford doesn't have to be the voice in Red Hulk too. You know, the second time you see him, right? Yeah, uh, it can just be a voice actor. Exactly. Um, so, so that would be. But you're right. If they, if they trend, if they give us Red Hulk, which would lead us again back I to think, the Thunderbolts, I think right? that is almost the point of bringing back Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. And once again, this could just be my my Hulk colored glasses. But you know, it's, I think that was something we were trying to lead towards. You know, with the way things are going, bringing back Abomination, and talking about the Thunderbolts. You know, you Thunderbolts did have recent years had Red Hulk on it. It wasn't always Thunderbolt Ross, but there was a Red Hulk on it. So it would make sense they're trying to bring back a Hulk equivalent. I mean, yeah, it would make sense if they're trying to do Thunderbolt Ross because obviously right now this Abomination storyline, he's just hanging out uh, smoking the devil's lettuce with Wong. Uh, so, you know, yeah, do with that what you will. Don't smoke the devil's lettuce. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's finish up segment one of the last two Marvel stories here. So uh, Kate Blanchett's going to be in What If Season 2 voicing Hela. Cool. And That's then cool. Uh, Chris Helmsworth wants a radical shift in tone for a potential Thor 5. Do you think there'll be a Thor 5 after how bad Love and Thunder was? Also, I had also heard he was like semi-retiring from acting because he had gotten some like prognosis from like a doctor. I was like, hey, listen, you're in the 90, you're like 90% positive to get Alzheimer's at some point. Really? Because of his like genetics. Oh, I had not heard that. Like, I had heard that like he had gotten a prognosis like, listen, you're going to get Alzheimer's, basically. It's like almost unavoidable. And he was like, it freaked him out, and he wanted to hang out with his family. I heard that was like a thing. Huh. So I heard that he was almost out of Thor, of acting. Like he wanted to retire for a little bit and like hang out with his family more and, and, and li- because of that. I don't know how true it is. You can look that up yourselves at home, folks. Um, tell me I'm wrong or right. The GVM line, 20170. Two five four seven, but I had heard that. Now, once again, as everything in the world, the validity of that is always in question because so many different news outlets have so many, you know, clickbaity titles. But I don't know. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take this to a uh, to a break here. What should we call this one? This is episode seven oh four, West Coast Scott Witch Three, the Dream Warriors. Yes. All right. Well, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Adam West from uh, Batman and Family Guy and a few other things. Who is it this time? Commissioner Joker, Egghead, Riddler, King Tut. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Come on, Robin. To the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. Stuff, TNG. 
Hey, this is Big Kev, and you're listening to the West Coast. What the fuck is this I'm reading? The West Coast Scotwitch? What the fuck is that? Live from the sandwich shop in Pi Day Studios in lovely Southern Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up. Oh, by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right, so let's uh, let's do the back half of the show. Let's do some comic book news. It is once again time to vote, the X-Men vote, the elections. Um, are you just like, is this like the, do you want us to kill Jason Todd or not? Is that what these votes are? Overall? So I know there was, there was a vote a long time ago for like the king and or queen of like Newton Island. Right. Cr- um, Krakatoa? Krakoa? Krakatoa. Krak- isn't Krakatoa something else? I think Krakatoa is a real thing. This is Krakoa is the, uh. Krakoa, yes. Um, so I heard that was a thing a while ago. I don't know what the new votings are. Um, I've been spending a lot more time in the comic shop and I didn't see anything about voting. So um, talk to your local representative about your voters' rights in this upcoming mutant election. Um. <laughs> and yeah, you basically go to marvel.com and find it there. Or you can look at the prep sheet if you get the uh, – if you're in the early Brit special and you get a copy of the prep sheet over on the Patreon, there will be a link to uh, it directly. In we the will not, sheet. as a show, be expressing our political opinions on the mutant election. Um, we accept all votes except for the wrong ones, and you know who you are. I see Firestar in there. I would vote for her. She was my first cartoon crush. Well, yeah, because Firestar's hot. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she – pun intended. Um, so she has my vote. I, you know, we talk about, like, when you go to comic book conventions and, you know, you, you see your heroes and stuff. Like, I just recently got my photo with uh, with William Shatner and all that. And yes. uh, within the last couple of years, the actress that voiced Angelica on – Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Firestar. Yeah. So she was there, and you know she's like you know seventy-year-old woman at this point or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, what? What do you just go up and say? Oh yeah, I was ten and I had a crush on your cartoon character. That just seemed like a weird, uh, a, a weird flex. So I decided I didn't do it, but uh, I should have gone at least got her autograph or whatever. But 
for next time. Yeah, next time, next time. Let's see. Also, over on Marvel Comics, so Normie Osborn, I guess that's Norman Osborn's kid. He's going to be a what? red goblin. He's going to be the red goblin. Oh, I, I always love uh, with comics how we find a make a new character by changing the color and just don't. I'm waiting for a different colored Batman to be a thing because I feel like that's the next move. Um, Red Goblin. That's dumb. Red Goblin. This was a uh, motion comic, not a, not like a regular comic. Oh, okay. I I have a horrible story about comics that I don't know if it's in the prep sheet. Let me check real quick. So I would love to share it because Kev's not here, so I don't have to hear him scream about it. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Let me check real quick. Let me let me make sure it's on the prep sheet. I think it's relatively new, so I don't know if it would have hit the prep sheet yet. Hold on. Let me still tall and banana do 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 do. Where's the comic news? Cool, it's not in here. Excellent. So <laughs> recently in, in DC Comics news, um the Joker gave birth. I saw that today. Yeah, my brother in law showed that to me. What the, I didn't read the article. What WTF, what, what's going on? So so apparently, um, I don't know what comic this is. I just I read the quick article on it. He was cursed by Zatanna because okay. I think he he wanted to hook up with her, and she said no one would ever have the Joker's kid or something like that, and didn't like a spell. So somehow that became a thing where Joker uh, was due to give birth. Suddenly, I hope it was a C-section, and he didn't have to squeeze a kid out of his pee hole. He he, he threw it up out of his mouth. Okay. <laughs> as mud. And then it formed into a tiny Joker person. Nice. It's so dumb. To the highest scale. It's so just dumb. It makes no sense to me. I don't, you know, one of the million things I've said, I don't know who's asking for this. I don't know who's buying this is the thing right now. Because, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, but I, yeah, I was. I'm just like, are they going to say that Joker was always a woman and whatever? I was just like trying to figure it out. But it's magic. Yeah, no, magic is involved. He, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Threw up, threw up a a mutant mud monster that became a tiny Joker. Uh, got it. Let's see. Of course, comics. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for that to be forgotten in three months. And everything has to be like a spinoff, right? So it looks like there's a Lazarus Planet spinoff called Revenge of the Gods, and that's going to have Wonder Woman and Shazam. Although I don't know if they're going to care about Shazam in the comics because I think that all the the Rock Shazam stuff is going to be not Shazam, but uh, Black Adam stuff is going to be hit, hitting a so, brick wall. We're going to talk about that on next week's episode. The, the all the okay. DC fallout, but. Um, that was the thing that I saw. I saw him post something on social media about that. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff with the Rock and everything. Did you see that as well, or no? Um, what he posted on social media? No. What did he post? Oh, that it's it's out for now. Yeah, I, I mean, now. yeah, I think yeah. it's done. Yeah, but we'll 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 do well, all the DC on news next week's week. exciting episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Yeah, we'll hit some DC news, but there's a bunch of video game news, and I always like to do video game news when it's uh, just because we never get to the video game news when Kev's around. So yes. since Kev is, is out this week, we'll we'll hit the video game news. Now we did mention uh the the Fortnite uh lawsuit. So the Fortnite uh Fortnite maker Epic Games is fined five hundred and twenty million uh for expo- exposing young players to potential harm. Now is that like loot boxes? Does that have to do with loot boxes? I think although I can't remember a time Fortnite had loot boxes. Now they have 
I can't remember Fortnite loot boxes. I know that's a big contentious thing when they have video, like loot boxes and games rated E for everybody. Because like you're introducing gambling to kids, um, which is totally fair, I guess. Um, so it looks yeah, like it's, it's uh, exposed children and teenager to potential harassment, so privacy violations, and they duped them into making purchases, un- unwanted in-game purchases. $520 million fine. No one was duped into any purchase. A parent was duped into giving them a kid a credit card. Because no one, in every video game now, there are enough, like, are you sure? <laughs> you want to put in the information for this? Like, there's enough steps in the middle where a parent definitely just gave a kid a card and was shocked when the kid, because it's a dumb kid, doesn't understand the process, the idea of money, spent a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know? I, I, knew, I knew a person whose spouse spent like multiple. Th- Multiple hundreds, if not thousands, on Candy Crush. Yeah, heard about that too. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's that's crazy. And and then it turns out, whatever medication she was taking had that side effect of making you impulsive. Like there's one like like if you're, it'll make you gamble. Like it'll make you like there's a side effect of a certain drug. So that was the reason that she was having that impulsivity to spend money on. <laughs> you know, for some people, it might be that they go gamble. For her, it was spending money on Candy Crush, but it was so she got off that medication and then she's fine. She doesn't do that do that anymore. Yeah. But it was just really weird. So just talking about you know uh, unwanted purchases, but yeah, you know once it's gone, if it's if it's connected to your phone and you say, do you want it? You say yeah, and then you don't get the bill till later. It, it'd be real easy to those you know micro purchases are ridiculous. Yeah, that's 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 the way they get you nowadays. A game will always be free. But they will microtransaction the fuck out of you to make sure they get their money back. I mean, it's that. That is the entire industry right now, right? Especially online games. Every single game that has an online capability has a guaranteed microtransaction. And they also have tiers of it where it's like, oh, yeah, you can do $5, get like this. $5 gets you a gold. $10 gets you three gold. $100 gets you 10 gold. You know, it's... You know, it's they they find the way. It's like, oh, you know, oh, just five, ten, and then you know, yeah. Because you know, there's a lot of kids. My later. my brother for Christmas. I'm like, Andrew, what do you want for Christmas? And he's like, oh, V Bucks would be cool. Like, <laughs> v Bucks. You fucking so much other shit. I'm not even like, oh, you get a bike, go outside. He goes outside. He's a fucking he he does sports every day. It's like you want fucking V Bucks. Like, we can do so much more. Oh my god, my my. One of my wife's cousins was doing the loot box thing. Yes. And he had, you know, fiddled around into something that was worth literally thousands of dollars in real money. Like he could have sold it in the real world for real money. Yep. And then he dicked around and lost it. I mean, you know, now again, he didn't spend a lot of money to get it either. So he kind of lucked his way into, you know, whatever it was. But I'm like, but you literally had something that was worth thousands and you could have just sold it. And then gone and bought in a car, <laughs> but no, you you know it's like I'm like you know don't don't grow up to be a gambler professional gambler because you're not good at it because you you didn't know when to walk away. Got to yeah. listen to the song by Mister uh, Mister Kenny Rogers. Sorry, took me a second to get the gambler. Uh, all right, so Fortnite five hundred twenty million. FCC also wants to block uh, Microsoft's Activision Blizzard seventy billion dollar merger. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there are, there's like monopoly buster things for this, yeah. right? Uh huh. 
Yeah, which is isn't that what this is essentially? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't. seventy five percent of all games have come out in the last twenty years. My, Microsoft Activision Blizzard, and then what's uh, this other one? Hold on. Um, Microsoft's trying to say that it would benefit gamers. I don't know how. How would that benefit gamers if it's all owned by one? It, it'll benefit because they only have to buy from us, so they only have to buy from one spot. They don't have to put their credit card in more than one place. <laughs> That's right. So, so listen to this. Blizzard's going to pull the World of Warcraft from China as their NetEase deal ends. How many people play World of Warcraft in China that are going to lose their minds when they just lose access to the server? Yeah, I mean, I imagine a good amount of people. I didn't even realize that that, that was a thing. Because I, wow, that sucks. That stinks. Isn't, isn't that where, like I, not, not that it's, I don't know if it's as much of a thing as it used to be, but isn't that where all the people that just mine and sell their, <laughs> you know, oh, here's this level 85 character that some some schmo in China has spent the last year working on, and you, yeah. you buy it from them. That's where all that comes from too, right? Yeah. I, and it's funny, that's the whole industry. I didn't realize the thing was like my, doing something on X video game and selling it for cash. Mm-hmm. That's a way where people make money. It is, it is but it's also a violation of the terms of service, right? So you have to be able to do it surreptitiously. Yeah, yeah to right? find the right, yeah, to find the tr- right trustworthy guy who's got he's got the the Warcraft connect. I got you, I got you a dark uh, a night elf, <laughs> level eighty five. What do you need? What do you want? <laughs> so it says the agreements between NetEase and uh, and Blizzard are set to expire January twenty third. So they're going to suspend new sales in the coming days. And the games to be suspended include World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Warcraft 3, Reforged, Overwatch, Starcraft, Diablo 3, and Hero of the Storm. That's way more games than I thought. That extra sucks. Because those are some big name games. Yeah, and it says... I mean, yeah, so I mean, like, I I, I guess people won't be able to get it unless they create a new... A new you could, I guess, else? or you could like VPN yourself into another place. I guess. No, that's a thing I see people do. Where it's like, oh, I want to play on Chinese servers. Yeah, so they're looking for alternatives to bring our games back to players in the future. They just have to make a new deal with a different server, and then it'll be back, yeah. right? But yeah. either way, oh yeah, you've been playing this every day for the last ten years. I just can't play it until we figure out our server shit, and then it's gonna yeah. kill people. Yeah. Um, let's see. Again, I love the. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, movies. And TV shows. Last of Us, uh, they said they have no plans to be like Game of Thrones and like deviate from the story. They're just going to follow the story. Okay. And do their last one. I don't know how many seasons they're going to get of it. Just because I I know. I don't know if they plan to do game one and game two or just the first game in theory. Um, The will in theory need to be a time skip at some point just because like the age, the aging up of the character, unless they just, you know. They could wait a couple of years. I don't know how, how long it was the jump wise between game one and game two. Yeah. Um. But I think the the story for the first game phenomenal. I will always stand by the fact that I thought the second game did not have a nearly good enough story. Not because they did different things, but because they took a lot of the time to kind of. I feel like break, like they built these wonderful walls, and in the second game, like let's let's just completely redo the whole house. Like, but we have a great house already. You know what I mean? They just, I don't know. I could talk about that a lot too yeah. because I, I do feel strongly about The Last of Us 2 not being a great follow-up. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll see. It, there's, there's, people are saying that it could break the video, the bad video game adaptation curse. So maybe Last of Us will be the one to do it. The first game was phenomenal. If any game could do it, it could be this one. 
All right. What about uh, the Fallout show? It says the Fallout TV show has fresh stories separate from the game. So does the Fallout show just not even the following? The well, so the only thing I will say about Fallout is they have done it over the course of the game's whole series. They've gone like through different like centuries of like Fallout, essentially like a hundred years after the Fallout, two hundred years after the Fallout, three hundred years after the Fallout, and different places. So, I mean, in theory, if they're doing a different spot we haven't been in, that'd be very interesting. And depending on the time frame of how far we are, how long we are after the fallout, um, it could be interesting. Uh, there's still a lot of lore and places to explore. The last game um, wasn't super well received um, just because of, like, the nature of they made it. It was online only, I think, and, like, super microtransaction-y. Also, the game was broken, as many new games are when they come out nowadays. Um, but I would love to see them explore somewhere we haven't been before and, you know, go over, you know, what's life like in this part of the country during the fallout. Cause that's always the fun part about like, you know, we know what Vegas is like during the fallout. We know Boston's like during the fallout. We know what DC is like during the fallout. We know what this is like during the fallout, but you know, it'll always be cool to see new places and how they've, you know, developed since then. So yeah, if they can go anywhere they want, really. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's see. Uh, getting back to regular video games, I guess the, the guy that leaked the GTA 6 uh, has been formally charged. So we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what kind of... I, I don't know what his game plan in. was like in the long term. Like, you're going to leak it and then what? You're going to not go to jail? <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Red Dead Redemption fan uh, known as BK Geek Stuff on uh, Red Dead Redemption with nearly 6,000 hours on Stadia Rockstar, begs for a, a character transfer. So what <laughs> is, is, is Red Dead 2 like going away as well? And he's just going to lose his... So they've officially stopped supporting um, any, any kind of new content. The game is essentially like, okay, everything we have is now here. So you're just stuck now. And now we're not going to update it anymore. Have fun. That six thousand hours of your life was really worth it, buddy. Listen, there, there. That is too much for any game, in my opinion. Because six thousand hours is a lot. I don't even want to think how many days that is. I'm gonna do the math right now. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. More. That's two hundred and fifty days straight. Yeah, of just no, and that's in theory, no sleep, no eating, no using the bathroom. You know, it's a lot. So the fact that a guy spent nearly a year straight on this video game, and I mean, cool, you can character trip, but where? Where are you going with it? Because we're going to have to wait in theory. And if we're following the trail of game releases, you're going to have to wait another 10 years. So you're definitely going to be able to get in another 36,000 hours, you know, on this game. Can you take, can you take his uh, Red Dead character and move it over to GTA and just play as a cowboy in GTA? It's the same. Um, Rockstar, right? Unfortunately, at this point, no. Um, because it's a Rockstar account. The only thing we it, the only character transferring that could work is if he wanted to bring it to a different console for some reason. Because I know you could do that. I did that with my Xbox 360 to Xbox One GTA character. Um, he's gonna have to wait because <laughs> GTA Five, which came out literally ten years ago, is still getting support. Um, <laughs> but Red Dead Redemption, which came out I think two years ago at this point has lost all support oh man because it was a great game but you can make more money selling flying cars than you can a horse right 
So it doesn't have the microtransaction uh, ability. It did not. It did not. It had microtransactions, but it wasn't as. I think the dopamine from playing GTA with the bright lights and like explosions was way higher than the dopamine you got from uh, horses and Western. revolvers. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. How about sports games? Do you like sports games? I do. I play a lot of sports games. So, did you do you have your Madden? Uh, did you see what happened over uh, on EA with Madden? That they lost. People lost like forty percent of their franchises. Yeah, of their over, their, yeah. their their saved stuff is yeah. all corrupted and yeah. they, they're all no. Yeah, that was that, I saw that. That was funny because me and my friends actually were going to start one <laughs> uh, around that time frame. We're like, ah, we'll get around to it, and then we just didn't. Thankfully, because you know we would have lost it anyways. <laughs> that sucks. which just sucks. I mean, yeah, whenever you, know, you lose data, it doesn't matter what it is. It sucks. It's a thing that has happened so much more lately where companies are just really releasing half-developed games and just patching them for a year straight. And the problem with that is, especially with sports games, we're going to get a new Madden literally in a year. Yeah. Like, they come out in August. So, like, not even a year. So, we're in January now. So, in seven months, we'll have a new Madden already. So... There is all, there's legitimately no point to buying these yearly games. Because they Besides, come out so jacked up. up. Yeah, because they come out so jacked up, and then you're just going to play it for a couple months, and then they'll make a new one anyways. It, there's, it's really hard for... A lot of the games that come out nowadays aren't fully developed. The only games that come out fully developed are non-multiplayer games, because they have to focus on the one thing that matters, which is the story and the game. Right. So there's less glitches in that scenario. Jeez. All right, two more stories, and then we're out of here. Epic Games is launching the Unreal 5.1 engine. I guess faster rendering of 3D stuff. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's just, I think that's... That's what drives the physics of the game and stuff, right? Just That's the, Fortnite, the engine. yeah. Okay, well, that's Fortnite, Epic Games, all right. So that'll make, that means it'll... It'll be extra it'll, 40. It'll render faster, so you don't have to... Yeah. Just, okay, all right. And kill nine yields quicker. Yeah, and, and the, the children can defeat you and Kev uh, quick, yes. more quickly. Yes, yes. It goes both ways. All right. And then God of War TV show ordered over at Amazon. Now, I am really excited for the prospect of that, but that is a video game uh, franchise at, of recent date that, first of all, phenomenal. Both of the last two games should have won Game of the Year. I think the second, I know the second one didn't. I don't think the first one did. I think the first one might have lost. Or got second. Either either won it or got second. But both those games, phenomenal story. Phenomenal acting. If you know no better, it's a movie the whole way through. Um, so I'm very excited for the idea of that as a, a TV show. But the problem is, you know, the actors who did the game did so well. That's going to be really hard to live up to, you know, that already kind of movie quality for this TV show. Because, I mean, it's just, it was, I don't say it's a lot. It was literally almost, it was perfect. It was fantastic storytelling and, like, emotional storytelling. And, like, it's the phenomenal games. Phenomenal games. Well, There's still a gameplay aspect of it. But I'm saying, like, it's visually like a movie. It's, like, very visually pleasing. And, you know, like, when they're doing cutscenes. It's a full movie. Then you play and you have to do puzzles and stuff, but like, yeah. It's very seamless in the like transition from like you're playing to like a cutscene too. So it's like, it's a very seamless uh, transition the whole way through. 
All right. Well, uh, let's do. Let's. Uh, do you have anything else you want to hit, or should we wrap this uh, wrap this one up? First one of the new year in the can. I, th- I think. I think we did good. I think we did good. Right. I'm satisfied. Hopefully, in theory, uh, we'll have a Kev next week. Um, you know, a lot of lot of moving pieces right now. So yeah. So uh, so do this. Do what's Big Kev's? Uh, so Big media. Kev is Big Kev GS on the Fortnite Xbox ones where he'll be playing with Mumbles, Cousin Dave, me, and that's it for right now. Um, Are you at least able to get in some games these days? I mean, you know, as long as he can play Fortnite, then we know everything's okay. Yeah, and then he's big gay geek stuff everywhere else. All right. And what about you? I am Fat Domeldore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Everywhere, at some point this year, I might make a Twitter and that'll be interesting to have a Twitter. Oh, you've been waiting for Elon um, Musk to take over, and now you feel as the time is right to start your Yeah, Twitter. yeah, I trust him with Twitter, so. <laughs> I know it, I know it's in safe hands with with Elon. Yeah, you know, uh, we're going to make a point to be more active on the social medias with uh, the, the Geek Stuff show account, Geek Stuff TNG, on all the social medias. Uh, I know Kev keeps it pretty active on the Facebook. I try to mess with the Twitter, and you do the Instagrams, but we're going we're gonna to do a little bit more on that and so certainly follow us on all those uh places if you want to follow us on the patreon we certainly do appreciate all of our patrons over there again just a dollar a month you can uh interact with us on the show's discord server for three dollars a month it's the early bird special five dollars a month is the bonus round and ten dollars a month is watching the show live uh you can follow me the intrepid producer pi day scott it's at pi day scott p-i-d-a-y-s-c-o-t-t on the twitters and the instagrams and uh we'll end this show episode 704 of geek stuff the first new episode of episode of calendar year of our lord 2023 entitled <laughs> west coast scottwich 3 the dream warriors the way we end some episodes by saying good night pope benedict the 16th Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
say, hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.